Welcome to the X Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Palazzo, and this week is the second half of our episode with Reggie. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode with Reggie, definitely go ahead and do that because this is just a continuation of that. Um, it might make sense on its own, but it's really meant to be consumed all together. Hello there, Clark. <laughs> I'm getting licked on my elbow as I record this by my friend's dog, who's named Clark. You may have seen on my Instagram, I call her my alarm Clark because I've been staying with these friends for the past couple days, and Clark wakes me up every morning by licking my face until I give her attention, and now she's doing it again as I record this. <laughs> anyway, as I said, the interview with Reggie is meant to be consumed as a whole, so go back and give last week's episode a listen. It was called Napster Broke the Music Industry, Now What? This is the second half of that. I'm going to skip the quick biography or history that I usually give you guys in the intro to avoid being super redundant. So again, if you want to be reminded who Reggie is, check that out. Where we left off last week, we had just started talking about Reggie's time in the music industry and how his decision to move abroad was influenced or not by his passion for rap and hip hop and the music industry in general. So here we're going to continue on with that thread, and there's some uh, there's some pretty cool name dropping going on here. I really enjoyed that aspect of this, and I'm still not really sure if Reggie was using those names as an example, or if that was a real life, and he really hung out with Beyonce a lot. Anyway, I'll leave you with that intriguing little tidbit, and go ahead and enjoy the episode. <music> Did you, you know? consider yourself at the time sort of, this was like a bit of, um, you were taking on the work of being a cultural ambassador? Did you, like, were you conscious of that? Because I think everyone who lives abroad becomes one de yes, facto, ma'am. right? But yes, ma'am. how conscious were you before this happened? Because you mentioned that you didn't like the foreign policy at the time and right. it was pretty politically motivated too. Yes, ma'am. So did you, did you have that in your head when you came over? In a way I did especially in the area of um, hip-hop and literature, especially in those two areas. I mean, um, when you arrive in a place like Freiburg, for example, when I first came here, I went to Kagan. Somebody said, Kagan is where it's at. It's a great spot to dance and party. Why don't you go there? I was like, cool. And I went to Kagan, and I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it just seemed like... Everything seemed like an imitation of what I knew to be true back in the U.S. From the way you, 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 you walk into the entrance to the way you go into, uh, then you, you step into the, the, the dance area and they're playing music. Like, for example, so, so at, at the club, they were, they were, they're playing like, you know, Usher, for example. But everybody has their back turned to each other. And that's so different from like how we network and get to know people in the U.S. So like everybody's group was here and I didn't really see anybody talking. So because I worked in Atlanta, uh, because I, I, I helped to push some of the street promotional, uh, the street promotion work for Usher at the beginning of his career when he was just a kid. I have an idea of who this kid is, you know, met him, talked with him. You know, so when I stepped into a place like Kagan, they're playing Usher's music, but the spirit in which the music was made isn't there. And so 
as a cultural ambassador, I did see myself in a position to kind of educate people on how to appreciate the music. And that is why also I wanted to set up those workshops to talk to folks like, wow, check out how this is. What do you think this artist is trying to communicate? Do you, do you listen to this music because you think it's cool? Why are these lyrics? What do these lyrics actually mean for you? And so I wanted to have these discussions, but you have to have time to get into the music. Everything is, is moving so quickly. This song is hot one day, then it's gone. Then there's another hot song. And so people are kind of like, you know, just chasing the next hot thing. And for me, I wanted to just slow it down and talk about, okay, let's talk about this particular song. Um, what does it mean to you? And um, does it allow you a space to relax and enjoy your life? Because in the U.S., we needed that. We never listened to music because it was cool. We listened to it because we were trying to figure out who we were. That was the point. Yeah, there's such Does a disconnect. Yeah, I'm yeah. just thinking right now about how a lot of this music is coming from mostly cities, I think, in the States. And right. people are using this as um, both escapism and then also reflecting their situations right. and, and all this. It's, it's very personal and community experience. But yes, then ma'am. the stuff that you're going to end up hearing in Freiburg is going to be the stuff that was famous enough in the States that right. enough people across the country got into it, that it sold enough records exactly. internationally right. that now they're interested in playing it here so that people in a club can dance to it right. while they t- like you know are going about their own personal thing and not necessarily engaging with this this origin that it's coming from you know there's there's just such a disconnect between these two where it started and where it ends up when you're when you're experiencing it again here exactly i'm right and so for me it was about trying to bring people together if you look at whether or not in hip-hop when when guys come to rhyme together they form a circle which we call the cipher and the community comes together to exchange dialogue to give each other dap you know to inquire as you know what how are you doing are we vibing? And that, those are the types of expressions that we use. And so if you, if for example, if the word vibe comes, do you know how to really vibe with people? Is it just like the latest buzzword that you're using because you heard it on a music you know, video or do you understand what it really means? So I wanted to have dialogue about how culture transcends um, one country to another. Well, <laughs> and I wanted to hear, I wanted to get some honest feedback. And I don't mean always reference music videos, but I have these these themes in my mind, you know? You take it back to 1993 when Dr. Dre released uh, The Chronic. And if you look at Ain't Nothing But A G Thing, you'll see the entire club in that music video, everybody was literally dancing in sync. Everybody. And it wasn't like some... I'm sure there was a choreographer somewhere, but it just looked like a regular street hip house or hip hop party. Like everybody was together just doing it. And here, everybody seems to be kind of doing their own thing. Right. And I don't, I don't know how do we bring folks together through music and through art yeah. to where they open up and feel free. And I'm, I'm starting to believe that that just can't happen. Really? I'm starting, you know what, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Of course it can happen, but it does take a very, very special, you have to have a very special interest. 
You have to sort of leave behind what you think you know about how this industry works and open yourself up. Mm. So that's all I ever want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you ever... Um do you follow or are you interested in any like German rap? Do you follow that at all? Uh, from what I can understand, <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, I really like uh, Sammy Deluxe out of Hamburg. I really like him. Um, because I don't understand all of the lyrics, the vibe again has to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think, I think Fanta Fear, I like the Fantastic and Fear because. You can tell that they were heavily influenced by this old school vibe of alternative hip hop that was really, really huge in the uh, in the late 80s and the early 90s. And so I feel far more connected with the early pioneers of German rap music. Mm -hmm. And I guess probably because we're we're about the same age, I would say. So, yeah, I I, I like German hip hop, you know, Um, you know, Torch, Tony L. But again, these are all really like old school rappers, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so make, you know. It's a fast, it fascinates me. I, for for some reason to me, I don't, I, I haven't listened to much German rap, um, uh-huh. but what I've, I've read about it some and yeah. some of what I've read makes it seem like sort of this punk edge to it, you know? Yes. Like I think German music is very strong in the punk scene uh, yes. and it's like, you know, like the rebellious, um, I don't know. Berlin, of course, comes to mind and all of this stuff. And um, it feels like those same themes are being translated into a different format or a different genre of music. Um, But I was always fascinated to hear someone who's a little bit more educated, a lot more educated in this case, about it, um, talk about it. Because, yeah, I I don't quite know the origins of where it's coming from. I don't know who's who's making this and and what um their motivation is some of what i've heard it just seems like some people who are like okay this this theme is working really well in in punk and i'm just gonna change it into rap and then i'll also be successful or something like this you know right as said i know very very little about german rap and i don't mean i'm sure there's really great stuff going on that i'm completely unaware of um but yeah that's that's where my brain's coming from right now. Have you ever listened to it yourself on the radio? Or do they ever play it? What? Like German, German rap. rap? Yeah. Not often, I don't think. I mean, I'm not, uh-huh. I don't have a radio in the house. And so I uh-huh. only hear the radio in the car very seldom. Uh-huh. Um, I've mostly seen it um, in, while sh- socializing. Someone might throw something on. Or um, I follow a lot of like cultural... Um, blogs or uh, magazines or something like that yes, and and sometimes they'll rap, they'll talk about um a new rap album or an, a song or something that's getting a lot of attention so yeah yeah i'm really only skimming like the the stuff that has ri- risen to enough fame or notoriety that yeah. cultural writers are writing about it and people at parties are playing it so yeah um i i think you're right i think the a really really great artist has to be able to communicate very complex themes in a way that their particular audience understands. And in American rap, some of these themes are communicated, but a lot of them are not. I think perhaps after, hmm, 
I would say after the early 2000s, it seemed like the only thing that kept the only theme that kept coming up was the gangster rap theme. And you could see a lot of the not every German rapper, but many German rappers, they sort of took a liking to this and decided to, um, uh, I guess, do it for themselves, you know. And, and, and it's such a small portion of what the overall genre stands for and represents. So, you know, why, why emulate one small aspect? And I think, unfortunately, it does come down to, 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 to marketing. It comes down to something being a trend. And now it's popular. A lot of people are going to consume it. So let's just promote that. And you never really ask the MC, is that what you really want to do? If, if you're standing up and if you're saying, okay, I'm going to promote, I'm going to be a gangster rapper. Why is that? Because there has to be something about you and your, and your background. And that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if often are these rappers, are they doing something because it's, it's cool and it makes money or they're doing it because they're trying to um, communicate a deeper message. Right. Yep. And there's this aspect of like passion behind it too. Right. Are they are they just latching onto it because it's again trendy, or is this right. coming from a space um, that's deep in their heart? That's part right. of who they are. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And how? Okay, so you're ten years in. Yes, ma'am. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> you. Um. I think for me, I'm. I'm learning how to just sort of pull back and take better care of myself. I'm making sure that I uh, exercise and, and eat right. I'm always trying some new diet. <laughs> um, and I want to make use of the opportunities that are available right now and today. Uh, that's why I always try to go into the, in the forest. I, I told you earlier how much I like the black forest. Yes. <laughs> But um, it is pretty amazing. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it's really great. You can really forget your troubles by yeah. going by going there. You know, last night in my German class, we had to do an exercise where everyone writes a sentence that starts with happiness is. Wow. Um, and that's why everyone was like happiness being in the forest. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's you know? serene. Yeah. And, and, and you have to you, you have to live like a fry burger. What I mean yeah. is, you know, swimming and uh, learning to just appreciate sunshine and being outside. And that took some time for me. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I didn't. <clears throat> I grew up in Philadelphia. You know, I had never really learned how to appreciate just being outside in nature. You know, can you imagine you're back in Philly and uh, if you're talking to your buddies, you're like, yo, what's up? Yeah, what are you up to? Yo, man, <clears throat> I think I'm going to go out to the forest. <laughs> People would be like, yo, this cat's lost it. What? what, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> What's out there? Right. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to find in there that you're not going to find here? Yeah, like, yo, you got a problem or something? Yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, you know, you had the Boy Scouts. And when I was a kid, you know, I, I, I did belong to the, uh, the YMCA uh, Youth cool. Club. Remember that? Yeah. YMCA. And I think they took us out camping once, mm -hmm. you know, but I've only been camping like once or twice in my in my entire life. And that's pretty sad. 
<laughs> but yeah. it just shows you how unfamiliar I am with, you know, how to survive and just be in the midst of nature and, and be okay. And so I, I appreciate those people that can actually, you know, be out there. You know, I always ask folks, um, oh, are you going on holiday? Where are you going? And someone's like, yeah, you know what? We got a, um, a camper van and we're heading over to France and uh, we're going to camp out there. And I'm always like, yeah, well, you know, one day maybe I can do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just in a place where I want to get more familiar with um, my surroundings. And I spend so much time working and, you know, organizing these workshops and always thinking about uh, my next project that uh, I didn't take enough time to, to look out for, for, for me. Mm. And that's where I am right now holistically speaking yeah yeah that's great yeah is that all right that is yeah. no and i think freiburg's um there is something about the city that makes people want to go in these directions right like this concept yeah. of doing what's right for yourself seems to be pretty lively here yeah i i i used to like i always i was always ready to get into some kind of like you know crawl with people over their activities and for me Hanging out was just going to a place that was considered a hot thing just was never enough. And I, I couldn't understand where was Philadelphia. And of course, you know, whenever you if, if, if it's if people think that you're not happy anywhere, you know, they'll tell you you can go back home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know where you can go. But, but somebody might be like, we'll go somewhere. And I'd be like, yo, where's Beyonce at? Like, I mean, hey. <laughs> They used to hang out at the club singing. I'm used to seeing Destiny's Child. I just, I was very spoiled. Yeah. And I always compared, I always compared Freiburg, believe it or not, to back home simply because I was, I was missing home. Yeah. You know, I was missing those familiar social circles and places, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think at some point you really have to let that go. You have to, because if you don't, you'll drive yourself bonkers. Definitely. And you'll miss what, what your present environment has to offer you. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely easier said than done. Yeah. 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 You can, I don't know. But I think you can take on the world seven times over, but the moment you have to take on yourself is... Exactly. That's the one that's going to get you. Yeah. Were you able to let go? Um, I think I'm working on it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a bit of a process. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It's serious. Yeah. I mean, I never... Um, <laughs> My most recent life experience before moving to Freiburg was living in Chicago, but I was working three to five jobs at a time and going to school. And so I right. didn't have much free time or money. Right. Yes, <laughs> um, so I wasn't in a position to be chasing the next best thing. You know, yes. I knew a lot of people who were and it was a little hard for me to um, know that I really liked these people, but I'm not interested in that chase that they're after. Right. Um, so in that sense, coming here where there's a lot less of that, it's easy um, because I'm not giving anything up. Mm -hmm. um, but the extent to which um, I need to learn stillness and right. sameness, right. that's still a little bit of a, um, a journey that I'm still going through. I'm starting to go through, you know, I'm, I'm only a couple months into to living here and it's, um, it's going to be a much longer process to get to those places emotionally you know or, or within oneself um but i like that challenge i'm really like that's one of the things that i really enjoy most about living here and about living 
not where I'm from, you know? Like there's there's some things that I think are Freiburg specific or German Germany specific, Europe specific. Um, but then there's also a lot of stuff that's just it comes to you by nature of being not where you're from and not being around people who understand you mm-hmm. and understand where you're coming from. Um, and I think for me, this whole um, learning to look out for oneself thing is is by virtue of being not where not where I was, not where I'm from. So it'll be a journey, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a worthy one, and it's one that makes me, you know, there there are some really tough days living abroad, and um, especially at the beginning, and that's one of those things that gets me through them is thinking, you know what, this is for um, a a purpose, uh, like a goal that I'm interested in. And the goal isn't making so much money or going to this many cool events or having this many um, likes on a post online or something like that. You know, Mm -hmm. the goal is to be at peace with myself. That's something, that's something I can get motivated to work towards. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, with that, <laughs> we'll, we'll transition to the ending segment called okay. Zack, Zack, Zack. Okay. So I am going to ask you three questions. Okay. Don't think about them. Don't think about them. Okay. Give your gut answer. Yes, ma'am. Yeah? Okay. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. First one's tough. Okay. It's <laughs> Kinder chocolate or Haribo gummies? <laughs> Haribo gummies. Yeah. Is there one with the cherries? Yeah, there's the cherries. 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 Yeah. Good. Um, what is your favorite sports team? Probably Bayern Munich. Yeah? Yeah. Um, all right, this last one. If you could cast a spell that would make everyone in Freiburg become a fan of a certain um, rapper or hip-hop artist, right? who would you choose? KRS-One. Wow. Who's that? Karis One was the guy that co-signed my career. In the hip-hop industry, he's known as the teacher. His name is Chris Parker. Chris, KRS One, knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everyone, Parker, from the South Bronx. And he is pretty much the, uh, he's the torchkeeper of our entire movement. And I had the pleasure of meeting him in 1991. He heard my work and he really helped me to, I guess, develop myself and become a part of the hum- um, the hip hop community. And I think that his work, because he's online, his lectures are online, he tours throughout the, uh, throughout the world, teaching the hip hop arts and sciences. I think he would be a person that people could really, really learn to appreciate and therefore have a better understanding of what hip-hop actually is. Not just a hot rap record on where you're bopping your head and all this other nonsense, but that it's truly a way of life. It's consciousness. You can't buy a bottle of hip-hop. You know, it's a way of thinking. It's an approach to life. Hip-hop manifests itself through non-elements. So whether you're a graffiti writer or a breaker or an MC or a DJ, that's only an expression of what hip hop consciousness is. So I think people could really, really benefit from understanding who Karis One is. That's a fantastic answer. Thank you. 
All right. It's been awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on, being open, <laughs> talking about all this, educating about so much about hip hop. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah. Thank you for having me on your show. And I have one last thought that just occurred to me. Sure, please. I know that you also rap and do freestyle. Anything that you do you feel up to sending us off <laughs> right now on the spot? <clears throat> on the spot. Mm-hmm. On the spot. Okay. In front of us, there's a little bit of a table. There's a candle. There's a carton. There's some coffee. These are the things that will forever be etched in my memory. Nicole is sitting right across from me. And she's a great podcast director. I hope that you understand and put this on your register. Rhyming is something that we do, while hip-hop is something that we live. The basis of the message is to use your heart so you can give. Share with the world. Give back to the kids. Understand that you only have one life. What are you going to do with that? Don't throw it away. Always have something productive to say. Stay positive. Stay on top. If you got to get out of a situation, make sure you're wearing Reeboks off in the dash. We throw away our entire lives just to make a little cash. Sometimes we have to inebriate our minds, so we'll grab that flask. Rhyming comes natural to me. Psychologist of rap, OG Philly cat, making those hits. Somebody grabbed me a bat. Hit them and swing right out of the park. I can do this all the way into the dark. Clouds move above this house. Above my dome. I feel like a king that's sitting on the throne. Part of the action. Always trying to relax it. Yes, I can be funny. But why aren't you laughing? Two questions or more. I don't want to make you cats snoring, so I'm going to end this right now. Let's go hit that door. All right, peace. That was awesome. Just a little bit. Love it. (laughs) Thank you again. My pleasure. there you have it folks no tricks this time just your normal outro (laughs) i really hope you enjoyed hearing from reggie i want to thank reggie for being on the show and for giving me all sorts of things to think about later this was an episode that really stuck with me afterwards and i did some more you know soul searching on my own part inspired by our conversation so again thank you reggie and i hope the rest of you guys are going to experience a similar effect as i did Thank you, as always, to Gordon Eisenach, the producer for the Podcast, who is my partner in life and in podcasting. Thank you to Amy Lungi Art for the logo, and thank you to Sidehug for the theme music. You can find them on Instagram at a hug from the side, and you can find us on Instagram, too, at the Podcast. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, also at the Podcast. And you can email us at thexpatcast at gmail.com with any questions, ideas for future episodes, etc. Next week, we'll be back in your feeds with a conversation about mental health abroad. This is a huge topic, and I was so excited to get to talk about it with our lovely guest. Until then, have a great week.